Well, good morning again. Welcome to men's ministry here on this amazing Tuesday morning. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because what we're diving into this morning is something that God put on my heart. I mean, this was probably about seven months ago when the Lord really put this on my heart for us to do. So this is kind of like a very interesting moment for me uh, to, to start diving in. Uh, for those of you who might not know, starting today, we're going through four of the major concepts over the next four weeks uh, of Ed Cole's Maximize Manhood. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, even this morning, I had someone say like, man, I wish I would have had that information years ago. Have you guys ever had one of those moments where you're like, man, if I, w if I knew then what I knew now, how much better it would be? Anyone have any of those moments ever? Well, I'm excited. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Tim Gillio, uh, past, men's pastor here at Res Life. And uh, been kind of, I don't know, I was talking earlier this week. I think it's been 17 years that I've been on staff uh, here at Res Life. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, no, it ain't. Woo! Come on. Thanks, Bernie. All right. Um, so what I want to do today is out of the beginning of Maximize Manhood, one of the things Ed Cole does is he, he, he makes this statement. Um, he talks about Israel's promised land. And he says, he says Israel had a promised land. I don't know if you, you're familiar with the story, but Israel, the nation, the group of people found themselves uh, enslaved in Egypt. And God calls Moses to, to step up. And Moses ends up uh, rescuing, uh, God ends up rescuing through Moses, the people of Israel, gets them out of the promised land. This is a story about the, the, the sea that they walk through on dry land. They get through and they wander in the desert for years. And when they're wandering in the desert for years, uh, they're, something that should have taken them a very short amount of time ends up taking them a very long time to find their way into the promised land. And what, what Ed Cole does is he paints a picture saying Israel had a promised land, but then he also says as men, we have a promised land. And kind of what that, that boils down to uh, is God has something for each and every one of us that's an individual and unique. Amen? But, but what Ed Cole does is he says sometimes we live a life that might make it so we can't enter in to everything that God has for us. As men, we could choose to either, I, I would say it this way to my, my son if, if I'm talking to him. I would tell him, I would say, you can live a life that will set you up for success if you want to. But how you live is going to determine if that's the case or not. And so many times, as men in our culture, we can miss it. And that's what Ed Cole's starting to get into with this book. So I want to go ahead. Let's just, let's just start with praying real quick, asking God to do his thing this morning as we get going. Can you guys, can you guys go ahead and bow your heads, close your eyes? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time that we get to dive into what you have for us. As your sons, we thank you that you don't just randomly 
place us in a spot, but you have something specific for us. As you look at us, Lord, you see that we are your uh, specific creation created individually in wonderful ways and that when you created us, you created us with a purpose. So I pray, Lord, that we would experience the entire purpose that you have for us, that nothing we do would hold us back from what you have for us. So we love you, Lord. We thank you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. So quick question for you guys, real quick. Can someone by raise a hand, give me quick one, two word definitions of what would describe a promised land? Something that's, something that's a, your promised land. Yeah. What was that? Peace in your heart. When you're in your promised land, you have peace in your heart. That's good. That's good. Can anyone else give me a one or two word description or, or three word description of what a promised land would be like? Yeah, way in the back. Love and, Love and freedom. Give me a couple more back there. Closeness to God. Closeness to God. I saw a hand up here. Life more abundant. Life more abundant. Warm. Warm. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. We'll go two more. Yeah. Joy. Joy. Someone said right here. Rare. Peace, peace in your home. It's interesting because we throw out these things and then what we have to do is we can look and say, okay, that's a picture uh, of what a promised land would look like. But then the next question is, are we experiencing those things? A lot of times what we have to do is we have to kind of say, man, there, there's more that God has for me this morning with our leadership team. One of the things we talked about is how it's amazing how you can walk for years and years and years and years and years with the Lord, and yet there's still more. How many of you guys know God has more for you wherever you're at? Even if you've been walking with the Lord for 60 years and you're, you're rocking it, there's still more. Paul said he had not attained it. And that's Paul in the Bible, wrote most of the New Testament. God has a promised potential for all of us. He has a promised land for you and for me. The sad part is many people miss it. Uh, this, last, this last Christmas, it's crazy, Christmas was a couple, almost two months ago, now getting on two months, but my son got uh, like a Lego set. It's not actually a Lego brand, it's Hex Bug. Or, or, or something. Uh, it's like a little robot kind of thing. And uh, I was super stoked about this. And this is the instruction manual. Take a picture. How many of you guys have ever seen an instruction manual like this? First of all, that's really confusing. Um, <laughs> when you look at an instruction manual and you don't understand it, what do you do? Toss the instruction manual, right? Okay, legit. Uh, I, know, I know for me when I was growing up, this is how I did it. How many of you guys tried to build Legos looking at the front cover? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like if I can make it look good. The problem is I get to the end of making it from the front cover and what happens? There's pieces left. And at that moment, I have to ask myself a question. Am I experiencing the full potential of what this Lego box could give me or did I, am I missing something? Am I missing something? A lot of times we could try to do life on our own and we'll get to moments in our life and we'll say, man, there's a few pieces missing. 
Because we might only see one area or one perspective like the front of the Lego box, but God sees them all. So we got to go back to the word and we got we to gotta say, okay, if God's got something for us, if he's got something he wants to give us, we need to set ourselves up for success. If we're going to do that, we need to go back to where, uh, to what his intention is in that. Before I go any farther, I want to make sure I make a, a big point. This isn't about religion and what you do and don't do. It's about following the heartbeat of the father and what he has for us. There is a style of life that opens up blessing and there's a style of life that will close off blessing for us. This last, uh, the last couple of weeks, my son, he ju- he's, uh, he's just about to turn 10. He's really wanted to watch Star Wars movies. Uh, I think in his class, a lot of the kids have seen Star Wars movies. So he's like, he really wants to watch Star Wars movies. And I'm sitting there looking back from a distance and I'm looking at kind of his lifestyle. And I'm thinking, I don't know if you're quite ready to watch all of the Star Wars movies. So we dived into, we, we dove into like parts of the Star Wars movies. We watched a couple of, couple of different, uh, like half of one of them in the last couple days. We're watching this. But I'm looking back from his dad and thinking, okay, I want this for you. But I'm also weighing, are you ready for this? Because there are things that he might desire to have. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are things he might desire to have. <clears throat> but will they quote unquote, crush him. There are moments in my life where I've thought, man, God, I want this. There are moments in my life where I've thought, God, I want this. And I begin to paint this picture of the thing I want. But if God would give me that at that moment, I wouldn't be able to handle it. And that's how God looks at our life. He's like, okay, are they able to receive everything that I have for him? Praise the Lord. He works in stages, right? He's like, let's go, let's go through this methodically because if I just jump to the end, I might miss out or it might be too much for me to handle at that moment. I'm thinking with my kids, if they want to watch Star Wars, I want to take it slow. I want to see how they do because um, some of my kids, uh, when they see something graphic, it impacts them heavier than other kids. So I'm looking at the whole family. I'm looking at the whole situation. If my son wants to be able to do this, I need to see that they're ready for it. That they're ready for it. Check out, check this out. If you got your Bibles, if you could flip over to two passages, the first one is Romans chapter seven. The second one is first Corinthians chapter 10. Romans Chapter 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to quickly hit Romans and we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and, and, and hang out a little bit longer uh, in that moment. In Romans chapter 7, this is what it says. Paul speaking, he says, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So he's saying, I have a desire to do something good, but I don't actually do it. He says, for I do not do the good I want to do, 
But the evil I do not want to, this I keep doing. And I wanted to hit this real quick because I want you guys to realize that there are moments in our life when we have to take and go to God and say, God, I want you to look and help me out in this moment because I'm stuck. Uh, If you've ever read Psalms 139, there's a moment in Psalms 139 where it says, search me, O Lord, and know my heart. This is the last two verses in the Psalm. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me on the path of everlasting life. So in this moment, Paul's like, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I keep doing. And Paul's, Paul's being real here, right? Paul's being real. He's saying, I'm missing it and I need to keep growing. So this is a good moment for us all to be like, we all have areas to grow. So let's get over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This is, a, this, is a, this is talking about Israel and the promised land. And this is the, the, the whole basis of this book hinges on this section. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Here we go. It says, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that your ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. So this is describing how all of Israel had all the same experience. They were all under the cloud, following the cloud by day, the fire by night. They all went through the sea. So it's getting, they're, they're all in the same thing. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not not pleased with most of them their bodies were scattered in the wilderness so what this is doing is it's talking about how God looked at some of the people that were uh, in that group and said yep you're you're fully trusting because that's what it comes down to is they fully trusted God and then there were a lot of people that didn't trust God so the people that didn't trust God it says their bodies are scattered in the wilderness They're scattered in the wilderness, but some of the people entered in. So the question is, what allowed some of them to enter in and what caused some of them not to? And it was the lifestyle that they choose. This is what it goes on to say in in verse 6. It says, now these things occurred as examples to keep us from, and I underline this, setting our hearts on evil things. Ed Cole says that's lust. So lust as they did do not desi- do not be idolaters that's the second one as some of them were as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and got up and indulged in revelry we should not commit sexual immorality that's the next one as some of them did and in one day 23,000 of them died we should not test Christ There's another one. We should not test Christ as some of them did and were killed by snakes and do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. So what this section goes through is it's like there's people that didn't experience what God has for them. They chose a lifestyle and it begins to describe the lifestyle that they chose. So we're going to go through these five things and highlight them real quick. 
Uh, I was listening to John Bevere yesterday as I'm, as I'm going through this. I was listening to John Bevere yesterday, and he was talking about the fear of the Lord, and I thought this was really cool. He said, the fear of the Lord isn't the fear that the Lord will do something to you. He said, it's being terrified to be outside of the presence of the Lord. And I thought that was a quick, cool thing to, to hit on. God has something for us, and we as men need to, you know, whether you want to use the word terrified or not, but like, we need to be so wanting to be in the presence of the Lord that everything else is just pointless. So let's go through these five things though. First one is lust. Setting hearts on evil things. This is the preoccupation with self, with what self wants, satisfying self at the expense of others. Uh, if you're going through the book, Ed Cole, Maximize Manhood, he talks about if you, if you look at it, lust is where you say, I desire for my benefit so much that I don't care what happens to anyone else. It's like, I want, it's all about, it's all about me. There's a, there's a country song. I want to talk about me. want to talk about, I want to talk about number one. How many times we can miss out on what God has for us because we are sitting there in a moment so focused on us. So the first thing that held Israel out was a lust and it's wanting their own selves to be benefited rather than the others. And I'm going to hit these quick and then we're going to go into table discussion, just give you an idea of where we're going. The second one, the second one was idolatry. And this is a value system we create in which we esteem something more valuable than devotion to God. I copied that literally from Ed Cole because I thought that was so amazing how he said that. We, we set up a value system where we esteem something more valuable than God, where we say, God, I'm going to put this above you. What it, you look at the Ten Commandments, the first one is, you'll have no other gods before me. Like, that's number one. And as men, we need to say, God, you're number one in my life. Do you know how easy it is to get that mixed up? It's super easy to get in a moment where we're like, man, job's number one. My car is number one. You know, my sports are number one. But instead, we need to say, no, God, you're number one in our life. The third one was sexual immorality. This is the, the, the word that would, would normally be in this spot is fornication. This includes every type of kind of sex sin. Let me just say it this way. Sin is sin. If you're indulging in sex sin, it's going to make it so you cannot sit underneath what God has for you in your life. This includes pornography, masturbation, illicit, illicit sex, uh, oral sex, outside of marriage, uh, any of that is all put inside of this one word where it's sexual Im immorality. So any sex that is not inside the confines of a marriage of a man and a woman is sin. So the first one was lust. Second one, idolatry, sexual immorality. The fourth one that he goes through in his book is testing or tempting Christ. Uh, it's demanding that God do something that is contrary to his will. It's like, God, no, you're going to do this even though your will is something else. Psalms 78, verse 41 and 42. Let me read this real quick. It says, again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day he redeemed them from the oppressor. So they put God to the test. They said, God, I'm going to test you. 
We should not tempt Christ to do something outside of his will. And the fifth one, as we hop into table discussion, is this. Grumbling or murmuring. This is negative confession. Complaining, criticizing, fault-finding, or rumoring. We need to have our mouths lined up with what God says. Going back to what John Brevere says, we need to fear the Lord. We need to be so concerned with hanging out inside the presence of God that nothing else matters except what he has for us. There was a, there was a, a Barna poll recently. After 20 years of research, they, they saw that 20 million, 20 million Americans, uh, 20 million Christians inside of America walked away from the faith in 20 years. That's a million people a year walking away. People that once said, I believe that Jesus is Lord, now would say, Jesus is not Lord. And that's just a quick way to illustrate, like as men, we got to stand in a strong spot, hidden underneath the presence of God and ready to follow him and what he has for us. This goes back to kind of what Ricky talked about last week. I want to I mention this. If you weren't here, who was here last week? If you weren't here last week, you need to go back to Ricky's message. That was incredible. He talked about obedience, and that's what we need to do. We need to set ourselves up in a spot where we're ready to obey what God has for us. Amen? Amen? This is what I want to do. I want to go into table discussion, and I tried to leave a lot of time, so I flew through those quick. So you know, um, But I want to go into some table discussion, and these are the questions I want to hit on. They should be up on the screen. What does it mean that God has a promised land for you? What does it mean that God has a promised land for you? Why does a lifestyle contrary to a Christian standard hold us back from what God has for us, and what should we do about it if that's the case? Hit on those three questions. I'm going to come back up here at 727, and I've got one more. All right, if you want to bring your attention back up here right quick. Whoo! I was sitting there, I'm like, oh my goodness, look at the time. Then I told my table they need to stop saying such good things, so I can't, no, I'm joking. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we just had an awesome conversation and that could keep going. And I'm going to encourage you, keep the conversation going in a minute. But I've got a couple of takeaways from my table. And then I want to do something real quick. Uh, one of the things we talked about is this. A, uh, pa- uh, Andrew, uh, Pastor Andrew brought up the idea of like, God is safe. Or God is not necessarily safe, but he's good. Like sometimes we try to put God into a box. We can't put God into a box. Though we want to. God is who God is, not who we want him to be. He's good. He's for us, but we can't tame him. I thought that was really good. One also thing we talked about at my table real quick is there's a lot of fake promise lands. Amen. There's a lot of things that look good, feel good. Uh, they promise good things, but those things are a lie. Eve was tempted by a fake promise land. Satan came to Eve and said, if you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. You won't die. You'll be like God. How many? Now we sit here and we say, well, she was already like God. In a perfect place, she was tempted by a fake promise land. Man, we need to not be tempted by fake promise lands. Amen? 
And then we talked about how it all comes down to this. There's two, there's two things that Jesus says in Matthew chapter 22. I think it's Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39. God comes up to Jesus and says, what's the greatest commandment? What does Jesus say? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you're doing those two things, all these things that kept Israel out of the promised land will not be a part of your life. Amen. We just need to love God and love people. This is what I want to do. Can I get everyone to, to close your eyes real quick? I want to offer up an opportunity for two things. First of all, if you've never come to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior today, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. In a second, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. Today I choose to ask Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. So I'm going to count to three right now. If that's you, I want you to, to raise your hand and say, that's me. One, two, three. Raise up your hand right now if that's you. Yep, hands going up. There we go. I want everyone in here, repeat after me, say, Jesus, today I choose to make you my Lord and my Savior. I surrender myself completely to you and I ask for forgiveness of the mistakes that I've made. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you guys give me a hand? Woo, 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 woo. All right, I'm going to ask you real quick, close your eyes one more time. And this is what this moment's about. There are some of us in here that have been struggling in these areas. Maybe you've put something above God. Maybe you've, you've begun to desire your benefit over other people's benefit. I know I can sit in that moment at times. Maybe you've uh, had sexual sin in your life and you want to make a stand and say, today I choose to walk a different direction. Today I choose to set these things aside. Today I choose to love God and love people. If that's you, when I count to three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, let's be bold as men. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to stand up. One, two, three. If that's you, stand up. I've got my eyes closed, so I can't see any of you, y'all. We're all in this together. So I'm just going to, as we're standing, if you're supposed to be standing, stand up. No, one, no one's looking around. Every eye's closed. My eyes are closed. Everyone's eyes are closed. This is you and the Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and that you are faithful to forgive us. Thank you that it's not about us and our actions as much as it's about our heart. So right now at this moment, with our hearts towards, turned towards you, we thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sin in our life. We thank you, Lord, that we can repent in this moment and we can draw near to you. Father, I pray a blessing over every man that's standing right now. I don't even know if there's anyone standing, Lord, but I'm praying a blessing over them because I'm standing. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, Jesus. Thank you that you forgave our sins of yesterday, our sins today. And if we, if we uh, stumble in the future, you forgive our sins. So we just thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Disclaimer, I'm going to say, man, don't open your eyes yet. So I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Now this is what I want everyone to do. I want everyone to stand up because we're all in this together. Well, if you're sitting down, just go ahead and stand up. No one's gonna know who was standing up before. All right, you can open your eyes now because now everyone's standing. I want everyone to repeat to me, say, today I choose to follow Jesus, my King. 
Ah, come on. Can you guys give God a hand this morning? All right. We're going to get into the second couple chapters. I mean, we kind of had to jump through this book. We're going to do the second topic next week. If you have not gotten into Maximize Manhood, get the book. Get the audiobook. Go on YouTube and look up Ed Cole, Maximize Manhood. There's some great teachings because God has a promise.